Good morning, welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Kedoshim Shishi, the sixth Aliyah in Parshas Kedoshim. The topic of our Aliyah is punishment for immorality. It is 14 Tsukim long, running from Perek Chof Posuk Test to Chof Beis. The general summary of our Aliyah is the punishment for all kinds of terrible things that people can do. The first is a person who curses their parents. A, a, a person, a person who curses their parents, you must, they will be put to death. Then we hear a long list of people that if, a, that, that if engaged with in a relationship, um, there will be death for those parties. So there's adultery, and then there, there is um, um, all kinds of different forms of incest, whether it be with people who are married in the family or people who one is related to. All these kinds of descriptions are put into this aliyah with all the punishments um, that, are, that are placed over here. We also hear about um, the um, the um, homosexuality and bestiality included over here, um, and uh, we hear about uh, all the punishments that are put into this um, aliyah as well. Um, a few notable mentions which are worthwhile noting some of the differences is um, one is is that when describing the relationship of a person and um, um, the relationship with a person who will marry his sister, um, in that case we hear that th- those people will be cut off. Chesed, who we're, it's called a act of kindness. The, that This action, very strange, we have to figure out what that means. Um, and we also hear about in the case where a person will marry the wife of his brother, okay, so a sister-in-law, in that case, aririm yihiyu, they will be aririm, which is an important phrase that we need to understand. All of this is important, as the Aliyah concludes, because by keeping these laws, the land should not regurgitate you, the land of Israel, which I'm bringing you to. So a lot of basic questions in our Aliyah. The number one is, is why is the punishment, first of all, of cursing parents put alongside the punishment for immorality? All these incestuous and adulterous relationships, why is that the case? So um, it doesn't seem to be, in, in, in you know, it's, it's natural space here. There's many other mitzvahs in the Torah transgressing which there is the death penalty, but why put this one here? So, those nine Torah makes three suggestions. Number one is, is because maybe it's connected to the previous discussion of molech. Molech is when a parent gives up their child to the fire, or to the fires of this, of this Canaanite Phoenician god. Um, and the, maybe the other children will curse their parents for that, for doing such a thing. No, the Torah says don't curse your parents even if they are doing such terrible things. That's one possibility. Another possibility, a second possibility is, is that we've just finished talking about the halacha, that one's not allowed to call back those from the dead. One's not allowed to consult with what the Torah calls an of v'yidoni, somebody who's pulling up the souls of the departed. And so one may think the reason for that is because they don't know and they are powerless. If they are powerless, then I can curse them after their death because they really have no power. They really have nothing to say. So the Torah says, don't be so quick. They have a lot of power. You're just not allowed to consult it. You don't have the right to do this. It, they are aware. There is a certain degree of awareness. Now, how aware is a matter of dispute in the Gemara and Brachos. But there is a certain level of power. Don't curse them even beyond their death. That's what's being told over here to remind us of that, that importance, the respect post, uh, post-death. Third possibility, which is, I think, the most intriguing, is that we're about to discuss the rest of Aliyah, rather than looking backwards into Molech or Ovinidoni, like the previous two suggestions, Aralia talks about immorality, and that's what it's connected to. And it's very possible to, to imagine a child born in a situation out of wedlock, 
who may even have the title of Mamzer, who lives a very unfortunate life, brought into a very difficult situation, and they probably have feelings of great resentment to the, um, to the parents who, in their infidelity, brought that child into the world and would feel like they need to curse their parents for having created a space, an illegitimate space for them in this world. And the Torah is saying, even then, don't curse. Even then, don't curse them. That's what's being said over here. That's those nine Torah suggestion. Now, what does it mean that um, in the Saliyah, this seems to be all a repetition of what we heard at the end of Achremos. The end of Achremos, we heard all about um, um, these relationships that one should not engage in them. So the most basic understanding over here is that was the warning, what's called in the Torah in halachic terminology, the Azhara. And here we have the punishment, which is the Onesh. You need to have both in order for it to be, uh, to, to, to be done. Notice an interesting point is that in the warning, which is the Azhara in, uh, in Pasha's Achremois, the warning was even against Loisikrav, not coming near, not getting into any situation which, whether it be Kiruv Basar, closeness of flesh, to be, be put in these situations. However, the punishment is very precisely for actual an actual sexual relationship. That means to say the punishment is only for the completion of an act, whereas the Isser, the prohibition, is even for Kareva, for coming close and getting closely involved. What does it mean, Adamov Baroshoi? His blood is upon his head for doing some of these situations by, let's say, cursing his parents. In this case, his blood is on his head. So Rashi has two interpretations. One, which is that he will be put to death by stoning. Or the Pshutai, this basic reading of the, of the text, is that ultimately when he dies un, in an untimely fashion, it will have been on his own cause. So rather than looking at for an intervention, it is well, how it will actually happen will be the responsibility of the person who put themselves in that situation in the first place. Another question that's worthwhile asking in this in this aliyah is why is it that an animal is uh, involved in bestiality is killed? After all, the animal was the victim of a human being using it as a conduit for their pleasure. But in the end of the day, um, why should would the animal be killed? Rashi says in a very important rule, which is learned out in the Gemara in a number of places, that mibnei sheba'a l'adam takala al yada. A person came to sin through it, and it is wiped out. And in fact, goes on to describe that this is the reason why we destroy the places of, of Avodah Zarah as well. And this is why he says, um, because um, that it should not be that people go by and say, oh look, that is the animal that X, Y, Z, God forbid, found their, found their end, um, and therefore the animal is killed as well. Why is the relationship between a brother and a sister called a chesed? Chesed, who very strange. Rashi says the chesed sounds like kindness usually. Rashi says that there's another translation of the word. In Aramaic, chesed is chisuda, which means a cherpa, a disgrace. So this is not to mean a kindness, it is a disgrace. The Medrash says because in the end of the day, at the beginning of the world, brothers and sisters needed to marry. The second generation of human beings, Cain married his sister. That's how the world continued going. So the world was built out of chesed. And at that point in time, it was necessary. But now it's not necessary, so it is prohibited. That's going back to that primordial chesed. However, the Ramah Memor Nevuchim points out that the word chesed does not mean kindness. The, Ra- the Ramah explains in Memor Nevuchim, the third chelik in Nun Gimel, that chesed means an excess, too much of, meaning... When you have a person who is giving to another person and that other person is not deserving of it. Alp did, they do not deserve what it is they're receiving. That is called chesed, where I go beyond what it is that I'm expected to do in order to help them. That's what chesed is.
And excess can also happen in this type of relationship where a person is, in a certain sense, the boundaries of relationships are here. And what I'm doing is, is I'm going beyond that boundary in a negative way with a brother or a sister. That is called a chesed as well. That is we'll call going be, uh, breaking the boundaries in a negative sense as well. Now, why is the punishment of it of uh, um, of child childlessness ariri? So that even as actually points out that Sidaikim, the Sadducees misread this pasuk to say arumim yoimusu. They will die naked, meaning they are put to death in a state of nakedness. So even as says that is not correct. That's not how we do things. Ariri means a person will be childless. What that means is that if the person had children at the time of this this uh, transgression, their children, God forbid, will die. And if they uh, do not have children, they won't have children. So it's a very, very severe thing. And in a certain sense, because of the frivolousness with which they, they treat the relationship which brings children into the world, it seems that their relationship to children has been hurt in this way as well. Um, finally, one last question is, why does the Torah frame immorality as the words gilui erva, revealing nakedness? So, as Naim Torah points out, that lust is one of the strongest of Yitzarim, of the human indulgences. Freud, later on, built much on that idea, that thesis. And therefore, it is also connected very much to sight. One wants what one sees, and therefore, it always starts with not getting involved in sight. That means to say that one has to be very careful to create a society in which people are not behaving frivolously with each other, not to get to the next stage in which they act frivolously with one another. The way the Torah talks about it is gilui erba, revealing nakedness, is what leads to transgression. And this does not mean to say that people bring upon themselves or make themselves victim. This is not uh, talking about that at all. But everybody has a responsibility to act in a way which is modest. Men and women have the responsibility to act in a way which is modest and for there to be conservative values, values of privacy and not get to stages and parties and situations in which it becomes harder to control the lust in both directions in these relationships. And that's what the Torah describes as gilui eva, revealing nakedness is the euphemism used for sexual relations because that's oftentimes where it starts. This is the conclusion of the sixth aliyah in Kedoshim. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.